customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. What's up and welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It is a Sunday night as we are sitting down and talking here. It's December 12th. It is just about the end of week 14 going into week 15. Michael Beller and Derek Van Riper here with you to talk early waivers for week 15. So DVR, I suppose that means that anyone who this is actionable for or 99.95% of people who this is actionable for are headed to their fantasy playoffs. So I suppose congratulations are in order. Yeah, congrats to everybody who's made it through. All you got to do is get there. I mean, it doesn't matter if you just squeaked in this week or are going to squeak in on Monday once everything goes final. Got to keep grinding, got to keep churning that roster, and you might be surprised. You never know who's going to emerge this late in the year to provide you know top 10 value at their position and possibly propel you to a few upsets maybe along the way to win a title. Yeah, that's uh, very true. We see it year after year after year, and usually when we're talking about it on the waiver wire, it happens because of injury. At this point, it is very unlikely that someone is going to suddenly emerge on the wire because of new opportunity or just didn't put things together for the first couple months of the season. Like That happens in September, October maybe a little bit in November. It really doesn't happen in week 15. So unsurprisingly, the guys who we're going to be taking a look at on this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast are largely uh, injury sorts of guys. And let's start in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Austin Eckler was having himself a very nice game in what was a walkover victory for the Chargers over the Giants in week 14 before he had to leave with an ankle injury. He was able to walk off the field himself. He got things taped up. At that point, the Chargers had the game well in hand. There was really no reason to push him back out there. But it is an ankle injury. It is a guy who has a little bit of an injury history in his past, though he has been healthy this season. And this is the big one here, DVR. Thursday night football for the Chargers. A quick turnaround. They play the Chiefs on Thursday night. So uh, Joshua Kelly, Justin Jackson, back in our fantasy lives. This is a decision. We were joking about it before we got going. That seemingly we have to make every single season is there a clear guy to prefer here, DVR, going into waivers for this week? Should Austin Eckler not be able to go on Thursday? I guess it's Kelly because I still think there's a little more unfulfilled potential. We've seen Justin Jackson with a few opportunities in the past just look like a guy, and maybe Kelly can be a tick more than that. But based on usage, 
in this game against the Giants in Week 14, there's really nothing to take away. Carries 10-9 favoring Kelly. Targets one apiece. I mean, this could be a clear timeshare, and the fact that this game was out of hand could give us some hope that Eckler's not going to miss time. So I think if we go back a few weeks and think about maybe the Titans' backfield post Derrick Henry and trying to figure out where to go, maybe Deonta Foreman ended up being the right answer. But at the time, mm-hmm. I think between Foreman and Hilliard, that was kind of a toss-up for us where we didn't think there was a clear-cut winner. I think the situation mirrors that for any time that Eckler misses. So yes, I'm interested in both players, but I could see them being very like very fringy for flex play in Week 15 if Eckler doesn't go just based on how they've been utilized to this point. Yeah, I think that's really the right way to look at it. And honestly, DVR, as you're go- if you were going through your answer, I was thinking about like, well, where would I be most excited about grabbing one of these guys? And I have Eckler on a team that is headed to the playoffs, a team that I feel like could do a little bit of damage in the playoffs. But I feel like I would be more interested in one of these guys if I were the other person, the person who's playing me. I think that's maybe where the fantasy utility comes in for these guys is blocking the Eckler manager. Because if you're an Eckler manager... How great are you going to feel? You can't just roll them into one and get Justin Jackson plus Joshua Kelly stats. And we know this is going to be some sort of timeshare. And so, like, how great do you feel about one of those guys in place of whoever the next person up on your roster is, whether it's a running back or a receiver? I I would say most Eckler managers, it would be... 50-50, 50-50, perhaps, uh, if with the 50, 50% share of Kelly or Jackson versus whoever they would put in Eckler's place with who's already on their roster. Like, it's not going to be, for most Eckler managers, I will say, it's probably not going to be a slam dunk. So you have to make the move for these guys, but I think it's really deep leagues where the benches are thin or people blocking the Eckler manager who are really going to want to get down on this. Yeah, so I guess that's the question. Which one is more valuable to take away from somebody you might be playing against? I think based on usage and, again, maybe ceiling from long-term profile, it's Kelly. You could argue it's Jackson, though, because of per-touch efficiency. <laughs> so it's just it, not right? it's not a clear situation at all. It, it isn't. And I'll give you the real-world example that I could potentially be looking at. So this Eckler team going to the playoffs, uh, people who were on my bench in Week 14, Ramondre Stevenson, because of the uh, because of the uh, Patriots being on by, he was on my bench. And actually, let me restart. Uh, this is two backs, three receivers, two flexes, in addition to super flex. So a little bit deeper than your standard <laughs> league, but it's also 10 teams. So, you know, not quite the 12 team, but whatever. We're looking maybe a touch deeper than your standard league. Ramondre Stevenson, he was on by. Uh, Julio Jones came back, had four catches for 33 yards. Uh, like, I got Jordan Howard sitting on the bench in that league, and we'll see what happens with Miles Sanders. I think I'm playing any three of those guys' DVR over Joshua Kelly or Justin Jackson if Eckler's unable to go. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So that gives you a pretty good idea of how far down you have to go to want to actually play one of the Chargers running backs behind Eckler. Yeah, there you go. It's guys who would, I, like, I'm going after him. I'm definitely putting in claims for both guys, but just because I get them on my team doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to start them. We'll have a little bit of clarity on this later in the week, and hopefully that clarity is Austin Eckler is able to play on Thursday night against the Chiefs. Another big injury that we saw in week 14 was Lamar Jackson going out early with an ankle injury of his own in the Ravens' loss to the Browns. First of all, hell of a job by Tyler Huntley keeping the Ravens in that game and making it a game after it looked like the Browns were just going to run away with things. But 
They didn't ultimately come back, and they might not get Lamar Jackson back in Week 15. I would say that most people don't want to go to Tyler Huntley, his good performance against the Browns notwithstanding. So if you're looking for a quick Lamar replacement, DVR, who jumps out at you among the likely available QBs? Jimmy Garoppolo, actually. I mean, this is an offense that with Debo Samuel and George Kittle back has two really good weapons at Garoppolo's disposal. I don't know if you have a lot of 300-plus yard three TD games coming, but the schedule is really favorable. I've been on San Francisco as a likely playoff team now for a few weeks. I think health was a big part of why they were underwhelming us earlier in the year. Uh, And this time of year, I mean, you can map out the schedule for really the rest of the season and feel Mm -hmm. pretty good about what you're going to see on a week-to-week basis. So at least for these next two weeks, Garoppolo, I think, has the second easiest schedule in the entire league among quarterbacks. Seeing him out there in 70% of Yahoo leagues, that's enough for me to jump in. The matchups are Atlanta at home in Week 15, Tennessee on the road in Week 16, and then Houston in Week 17 also at home in San Francisco. Those are all good spots for Garoppolo to at least maybe turn in 20-plus points with room for more. Yeah, I think Garoppolo is a a pretty good one. I would throw Tua out there. I think I'd rather have Garoppolo, uh, but Tua's had a nice floor since uh, coming back from his injury, uh, 17.9 points in his last game in Week 13, 18.5 points a couple of weeks before that. He gets to the Jets in Week 15, then a tough matchup with the Saints in Week 16. So I could see people looking at him, but I would probably go Garoppolo if he were available. I could also throw uh, out Ben Roethlisberger, DVR, who has put together some fourth-quarter magic recently to end up having pretty nice fantasy games at the end of the day. Three of his last four weeks have turned in at least 19.3 points in standard scoring leagues. We're talking 25 yards for one point and four point touchdowns. Uh, 19.3 points in three of the last four had a nice game ultimately against Minnesota. It started out very ugly, but he got there 25.8 points in that one. Same thing with the Chargers back uh, at the end of November. Started out ugly, but ultimately ended that game with 273 yards and three touchdowns. He gets Tennessee in Week 15 at Kansas City in Week 16 before it will be a very tough championship week game, Week 17 against the Browns. But of course, maybe you have Lamar back by then, so that's just something to think about. I think I'm, you know, if I'm looking at replacing Lamar DVR, I'm obviously thinking about Week 15. Uh, like Week 15 gets weighted 100. percent Week 16 gets weighted like 75. percent And I don't even know if I'm thinking about Week 17. Yeah, I think I hope a lot of people out there, either you have deep enough benches where you can justify holding a backup quarterback that you don't use, or your waiver wire is full of these names that we're talking about, and it doesn't hurt you that badly. Because I think one of the advantages of rostering a top-end quarterback or a top-end tight end is not having to carry backups for most of the season. You can get by taking more shots on other players when you build a roster this way. So I'm with you. I mean, I hope the Jackson injury is not bad. Um, Tyler Huntley himself, I mean, is he in deeper leagues? Is he on your radar as a possible replacement? Would he be be last among the names you mentioned? Yeah, he would have, like, Tyler Huntley would be on my radar in two QB leagues. You know, leagues where literally every quarterback has value. Leagues where even Zach Wilson is on a team because that's how it works in two QB leagues. That's where he would be on my radar, but I don't think anything shallower than that. You? Yeah, leagues where I picked up Davis Mills going into week 14. (laughs) Hey, it, it worked out all right. It worked out all right for anyone who had to trot Davis Mills out there as a starter in Week 14. So Tyler Huntley, I think, can get on the radar in that league, certainly, or leagues like that, but probably not anything shallower. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover... 
Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. We do have a couple of guys, DVR, who are not just injury uh, replacements, not just interesting because of injuries. And I want to start, actually, we'll come back to Baltimore. I want to start in Seattle where Rashad Penny Maybe it's happening, DVR. Maybe things are finally happening for Rashad Penny. We've been waiting years and years and years. And I, I know that Jake Seeley and Brandon Funston and I are going to have to talk about this on the full show on Monday because Brandon Funston has been waiting for this for a long time as a Seahawks fan. A couple of huge touchdown runs for Rashad Penny in their win over the Texans. Ultimately, 16 carries for 137 yards and those two scores. He made an afterthought out of Alex Collins. He made an afterthought out of DJ Dallas. And I think it's safe to say, DVR, that he's their guy for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think I just cut him coming off of the DNP in Week 12 because (laughs) the per-carry number for the little bits we'd seen Penny this year were awful. And that was in the fishbowl. Scott Fishbowl is a huge league, so this is frustrating because... Anyone with a pulse generally stays rostered there, and I decided he was my worst player literally right before he seemingly took over the Seattle backfield. Of course, if you have money left at this point in the season, this is where you direct the bulk of your fab budget in most circumstances. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a former first-rounder who's dealt with a ton of injuries. He's got a very mediocre cast competing with him for touches, and Penny himself can actually catch a few passes. I don't know if they would use him heavily in those roles, but at least... It's not an impossibility that he has some kind of pass-catching function in that Seattle offense. So I am frustrated on one hand, but I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic for him just because it's a very simple path to a large role. Schedule for them, obviously a little tougher in Week 15 with a matchup against the Rams. They could be playing from behind a lot there. Week 16 against the Bears, not bad. Week 17 against the Lions, really good. So Rashad Penny could be one of those fantasy playoff heroes with this opportunity. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got uh, no Sean Moreno, whatever year that was, vibes. Tim Hightower, <laughs> whatever year his was, vibes. Right, That just that running back who has the his three-week stretch of the season at the right time. Right? Like Chuba Hubbard back, what was that, like week 
five to seven, something like that, right? The first Christian McCaffrey entry, Chuba Hubbard was, you know, RB like 12 or 14 in that stretch. It just happened to be week five or seven. So we'll never remember it years from now. But we remember when Sean Moreno's happened. We remembered when Tim Hightower's happened because it happened in those three playoff weeks. Rashad Penny setting himself up to potentially be someone like that this season. Rashad Bateman also potentially set up to have a big role in the fantasy playoffs. He did, of course, like everyone in Baltimore, almost all of his damage after Lamar left the game. It was very early that Lamar got hurt, and the Ravens' offense looked disjointed again with Lamar before the injury. Bateman caught 7 of 8 targets for 111 yards in that loss to the Browns. I think he should show up as you know wide receiver 3 material, whether his manager would trot him out as a wide receiver 3 is a different story and will depend on uh, the resources that that manager has. But I do think, DVR, that if you just assumed even spread of wide receiver resources across a standard fantasy league, Rashad Bateman probably grades out as somewhere in the wide receiver 32 to 40 range in most spots. Yeah, I don't think it's the first time we've talked about him on this particular pod this season. I like the talent. I think he's going to be an impact player in the NFL for a really long time. I think the ceiling is probably more of a, a top 20 fantasy receiver in future seasons. So that's an exciting that's an exciting skill set. It's the question of consistency. The question I guess I'd throw at you is, you know, in leagues where you, maybe you chase Jamison Crowder, in the past week, are you dropping Crowder to go get Bateman right now? Is that just shuffling yeah. chairs? Are you playing matchups? Like, what's the line here? No, I don't think that's shuffling chairs. I think, first of all, Bateman's just a better player than Jamison Crowder. Secondly, uh, you just can't trust anything in that Jets offense and that Jets passing game. Maybe we get Michael Carter back in Week 15, and I do think you could trust him coming off the IR. But with the way that Jets passing game has gone for weeks now, really for most of the season, um, you, you just can't trust anything you see there. And I know you're using Jamison Crowder basically just as a you know anecdotal comparison for Rashad Bateman, but I think Rashad Bateman really needs to be someone – who has plenty of run in this Baltimore offense the rest of the season. That AFC North totally stacked. You've got the Bengals sitting at 8-5, and five, the or excuse me, the Ravens at 8-5, and five, the Bengals and Browns both at 7-6, and six, the Steelers at 6-6-1. Six, six and one. This Ravens offense, again, disjointed for what, what like, the, like literally DBR, like the seventh straight week that they just haven't been able to get much going offensively. And I know Cleveland's got a great defense, but this is a problem. This is the better part of two months that we really haven't seen even like a B-plus or a B offensive performance from the Ravens. It's been ugly for a while, and this is not a team that can just afford to you know, take a guy who has proven himself to be a capable playmaker and not give him as many opportunities as possible to make plays. So I think that's going to be there for him regardless of who the quarterback is. Again, I like Rashad Bateman as a wide receiver three type for the rest of the season. How about Bateman versus K.J. Osborne, who I think is probably the last player we're going to talk about. Adam Thielen's dealing with a high ankle sprain, obviously missed the Thursday game against the Steelers. Usually high ankle sprains are more like four-week injuries, so Mm -hmm. I'd be surprised if we see him out there in Week 15. What's your interest level in Osborne in leagues where both he and Bateman are still out there? I'm still going to go Bateman, uh, but I do think that Osborne deserves to be someone who you're going after. Nine targets in that game back on Thursday against the Steelers. Caught three of them for 83 yards and a touchdown. What you like about uh, Osborne is that, I mean, the, the nine targets really says it. They basically didn't change their stripes offensively. And the Vikings, something we've always loved about them for years now is they are one of the narrow usage treeist teams in the NFL. It's two receivers, it's the back, and they get the tight end involved a little bit. And that's been true with uh, Stephon Diggs and uh, Adam Thielen, plus Dalvin Cook. It's been true for Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook. And it was true in this game with uh, Justin Jefferson, K.J. Osborne, and Dalvin Cook. And so I think you can count on that remaining the sort of role that he has 
but maybe Thielen comes back this week. I'm with you. Probably unlikely in week 15. Maybe it happens in week 16. Uh, but I think the, the clock is ticking, basically, on K.J. Osborne's usefulness. I don't think that's going to be true for Rashad Bateman. I think he's here to stay for the Ravens. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair assessment. I think with Osborne, you're def- definitely streaming here in the immediate future. Bateman could actually be startable for what's left of this fantasy season. Joshua Kelly, Justin Jackson, Rashad Penny, uh, Rashad Bateman, and K.J. Osborne. Five guys plus those Lamar Jackson replacements you're going to be looking for on the waiver wire going into week 15. That's going to wrap things up for us here on this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. For DVR, I'm Michael Beller. If you've made your playoffs, congratulations. If you still need a little help, good luck. If you do make it or if you just like listening to us talk, we're here with you all week long on the Athletic Fantasy Football Pod. We'll talk to you soon. See you later. Thank you.